So anyways, so I was sitting here and the phone, how much of that did you hear before? Uh, you were sitting here, basically what you just said, uh, for sure, because I was actually in the middle of saving when you said that. Uh, so I'm sitting here doing nothing, you know, recording and stuff, and I am not doing anything. All of a sudden the phone comes on, tells me the time, and then says screen locked. And it's like, I don't really want to know what time it is. Appreciate knowing that it's 3.32 or something. So then I grab the phone. I hit this power button on the very top until it pops up the Android menu. I find shutdown. I turn it off. I toss it towards the back of the desk. And that's what happens with this phone. There's my honest review of the <laughs> Smart Vision 3. Michael's hot take. Yeah, no. I, I don't. And I have nothing against the Smart Vision 3. Well, that, that bugs me. <laughs> no, I, I haven't it. used it enough to get an opinion of it. I, and I thank it. you to Raz Mobility for, for providing it. I did not buy it. Yeah, so appreciate Robert because I also have one here too. Like Michael, I've had some time with it. Not enough. Um, legitimately because there was some bugs early on for us. And again, much like my feelings about the blind show in general, if you just ask me a general opinion of the blind show, I feel like the smart vision three there for me falls into that same category. Great idea. I'm glad it, it exists. There's some bugs. We need to work on some things uh, for sure. Uh, the execution needs to be a little bit more refined, but uh, Hey, I did complain to Steven and I mentioned to him, I'm like, I don't like how you can press and hold the down button and go to the last item. You can't press and hold the down button and go to the last item on the screen. And then I played with it again and something updated because now you can press and hold the down button. So maybe I just need to spend more time with the phone, honestly, and I, and I might like it more, but my primary phone is the iPhone right now. Yeah. And sometimes I, I I mean, other than testing specific things, I don't have because there's things I still haven't messed with on the blind shell. And like I have to support people with that. And I have to sometimes go look because I don't use that phone all, all day. Uh, and it's more frustrating when it's like, oh, you're not on the Internet. And it's like, oh, yeah. And there's no SIM card. So guess what? You get put back down because. I- <laughs> so I just backed up my blind show, Bill listened to shell phone show to hear how I backed it up. And someone asked me today, what's the difference in backing up my contacts and backing up my blind shell in the way that you did it? And the biggest difference is now I have a backup. So I don't have to remember to connect to the internet when I reset my phone, uh, because all I have to do is go restore from that backup and everything's already connected unless something's not working right. And in that case, I won't restore from the backup, but at least I'll have it around if I need to quickly get connected to Wi-Fi or if I need to quickly have all of my apps already installed and configured. Um, I did hear that text messages aren't backed up in that backup. I can't confirm that because I don't have a SIM card in my phone, but always have a backup. You may, you suggested something which using the file, does it back up a zip file or I'm going to look because I don't know offhand if it's a zip file or what it backs up. Uh, it does make a zip. I actually haven't looked. Uh I will look while we're talking because I got to get my thumb drive. But the cool thing about, so we've always up to this point, up until Michael went and did this because I didn't even think about it. And honestly, I didn't have a USB-C drive to plug into my phone either because Mike's, you know, 
Mike's old. He's still carrying thumb drives around and stuff, man. I don't know what this guy's all about. Haven't you heard of the cloud, man? <laughs> Haven't you heard of the cloud? It's old music that's been around <laughs> since 2006, I think is what some of the file names say on them. Uh, but Michael used a thumb drive to back up, and one advantage to that, which is nice, and I wish I had a thought about this as a, as a solution. I honestly didn't know you could plug a hard drive into the bottom of it here recently but with the blind shell uh, USB-C so make sure you got the appropriate cable or an adapter but if you back your phone up to a external device whether it's a hard drive or a thumb drive of some sort um, that means you're doing more like a computer backup so you can store that in a drawer and if you know you happen to be at the lake or the beach and your blind shell gets wet or gets dropped in the lake and it's non-retrievable and you have to get a new one well you still have your backup versus backing up only to a SD card, uh micro SD card that's inside of the phone that you just dropped in the lake. And it looks like it's a dot backup file that you have. Let's see if there's a folder. Nope, just a dot backup file. So you can go to your Windows Explorer or you can go to Finder and copy or move that. Um and Demasi also did a recording on Shell Phone Show on Wednesday, I think, wasn't it? Where you, we were moving files? Or did I do Wednesdays? Uh, what did I do? I'll, do you how, I'll show you how to do what? What? What did I do? The record, um, I'm looking up the actual podcast. I'll fix it. Okay, so I'm going to, um, yeah, I missed some of what you said because I was dealing with Brave and now I'm afraid to click this button to close that download. Well, showing me my recent downloads because I just started downloading something, which is annoying. Uh, <laughs> but when I clicked that so close button the first time, yep. that's when it crashed. So uh, here's the thing that I'm doing. Starting next week, I will be back in Chrome. Uh, get this so last back. Wednesday, we'll pick up here. Last Wednesday, Demasi was talking about moving files. So if you decide that you want to move files from your SD card to uh, Yes. USB thumb drive, then you can using the file manager or go copy the dot backup file using Windows Explorer or your Finder and move it to a place that you want to keep it off site so you have a copy of that if there's a lot of stuff on there that you really want to keep. So we'd love to hear what people are doing with that. Yep. And I think that dot backup probably is compressed. It just doesn't have a typical zip on the end right. of it. Uh, but as long as it shows up as a file to yep. file manager, then you You're should good. move it. You should be able to move it. Um, so I am trying right now a new keyboard. Yes. Um, what are you trying? So this and how is, is it working? <laughs> so the keyboard actually is working fairly well. I got to get adjusted a little bit uh, to some stuff because the keys are very close together. Uh, so this is very much so, Mark, you've seen this and anybody in the audience uh, who listens that has seen or has the pluggable folding Bluetooth keyboard that is sold on ATGuys.com uh, will have a general idea of what this keyboard looks like. So this is a folding keyboard. Uh, this one specifically has the Mac layout. They also sell one that has the more Windows layout with your Windows key and all of that stuff, you know, if you really want to do that to yourself. But uh, this is folding keyboard with a number pad, though. Uh, so two things. It has a number pad on the right side, full number pad. It's not all compressed, full size keys like the pluggable. So it feels good. And uh, it also connects to three different Bluetooth devices and it charges over USB-C. So with those things mentioned, you would be like, man, this <laughs> keyboard is amazing. 
Right. Uh, it does fold up just like the pluggable, though. So from each side, you're going to fold into the middle. Uh, and it folds down pretty compact, probably a little bit bigger than the, than the pluggable. I hadn't actually, I can't, I don't know where my pluggable is. I think it's in the demo bag. So I hadn't put it on top of it, but I'm imagining that it's probably a little bit bigger because of the number pad. Uh, but it does still have full size keys. Now this has the arrow keys, Mike, like that are on the, uh, iClever that we just started selling. Uh, the arrow keys are made like that, and they are tucked right up under the shift key. So for people listening, your your arrow keys are tucked under the shift. You have a big or a normal size left and right arrow key and then small half keys for up and down uh, in between right. those, which I'm not super fond of that particular layout in general for arrow keys, but it is working right now. Now, between the... If you're going down from top to bottom between the, say, starting where the backspace key is going down to the bottom like that and then where the number pad is, where on Mike on the iClever, there's that little gap right there of empty space. This has buttons. Uh, there's a page up, page down, home and end keys. And then there's some other keys that I have to figure out what they are. And I haven't done it yet because I literally just opened this up today. Uh, are those buttons vertical? Yeah, they're going vertically down where that little gap is between the numpad yeah. and the regular keyboard on the iClever. Yeah, so they're going down where there would normally be a gap between your your keyboard keyboard and the number pad. Uh, those keys are going vertically down. So it's like home, end, page up, page down, uh, like that. Uh, FN is where it's supposed to be on the Mac, at least. I don't know about, I, don't, I legit don't know where FN is supposed to be on Windows, but it's where it's supposed to be on the Mac keyboard and just like the iClever mic the top row of, of the uh, number pad uh, left to right are your device one two and three and then I don't know what this fourth button is for just yet because again I hadn't pressed it because it might blow up the computer who knows it might be a self-destruct button <laughs> so I, I'm not pressing it now for sure can't even see the logo on it uh, yeah I hadn't you could ask me my AI yeah I, I hadn't I, I, I hadn't gotten that far like I had to right. pair it to the right. computer first and then I was like oh well here's an idea I could also pair it to my Mac mini when I'm not using it fold it up and then when I need to connect to the Mac mini unfold it because like the pluggable we have when you fold it up it's off when you unfold it it's on that's my favorite feature about that um question for you do you know anyone or listeners do you know anyone that uses magnification and voiceover at the same time? Because I'm testing some experiences. Um, I want to know how well they work. Like, does voiceover read the things that's being magnified? Because I was told by someone that that's one of the problems. And I said, I can't confidently answer that question because I don't use magnification. So I don't know what voiceover is speaking versus what's being magnified. I and with don't... voiceover, I can totally see it not matching easily i don't think voiceover is going to read what your real-time follow-up as soon as i can get to it so it reads wherever the cursor is which is what i thought so it's gonna voiceover is gonna function the same way voiceover does it also for this person might would be worth finding out if they're using full screen zoom and tia correct me if i'm describing is wrong if they're using the full screen zoom or if they're using the little window the little zoom window that you can drag around like a handheld magnifier on the screen uh okay again does that makes a difference it's not going to make a difference in what voiceover does i don't think but i think if they're expecting for voiceover to read where the magnifier is they're probably using that little handheld thing uh that you move around but i don't think that's going to make a difference because voiceover 
The only problems, I'm going to say problems. The only thing from my perspective that I have noticed over the years is that. He's horrible about real-time feedback. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> she says that it does make it. You can set the, oh, okay. So here's what the person may be doing. If they're using the little handheld, like the little window piece that you move around your screen versus it zooming the whole screen in, uh-huh. you can have that magnify just where the cursor is. So remind okay. me of what the person's problem was. and then I'll, I'll So they want apparently like the uh, voiceover is reading things that's not related to where the magnifier is. Ah, well that's because they're not. So that sounds like they're using the little window that you move. And in order for that to possibly work for them, they're going to have to pair match the, make the voiceover cursor or the zoom window match where the cursor is possibly, but that's not expected behavior and it wouldn't really work like that. I'm betting this person probably has used zoom text in the past. And I think that's a more of a zoom. No, they, they haven't. So, oh, so okay. for some background, they're new to sight loss. They're not ah. completely blind. They're losing vision. They have a really nice MacBook and MacBook pro and they're trying to use magnification, but they also need to get comfortable with voiceover because at some point they're going to. Ah, so see, this is an entirely different thing. I'm thinking iPhone, iPad. Uh, Oh, no, sorry. This is on the Mac. Yeah. So that's an entirely different thing. You probably can have voiceover or match those cursors up together. So where you're moving your zoom is where the cursor is or the cursor moves where zoom is. But, honestly, I think Apple treats those typically by default as two separate things. Uh, And I'm kind of talking out of the side of my neck a little bit here uh, because I don't know. And Tia doesn't use use it that way. Like She doesn't use a little window magnifier. She just zooms the whole screen in when she's using magnification. And what I was going to say. And then uses voiceover and watches the voiceover cursor on magnification? uh, Nope. She will use it. She just kind of flips based off whether or not it's something she needs to see or she just needs to read something. So she's not even trying to zoom in to see what voiceover is reading unless she's like, what does that say? I don't understand. But no, usually for her, it's, you know, voiceover is going to read a thing because, hey, it's easier to let the computer read it. And she'll zoom in on something that she's like, oh, I need to read this or voiceover is not reading something that I know is there. Uh, we need more low vision content because I don't know that much about. Yeah, me low either. Vision. And I understand what this person is expecting, but I'm going to be honest. I don't think they're going to get what they want. They may get it partially there, but I don't think they're going to get fully what they want because there's too many things that you can see on your screen. that voiceover is not going to ever read and there's no way to make it get there to read it because it just it doesn't see it like it's not even visible to the screen reader. So how does fusion work, though? Does fusion magnify? Oh, man. Nope. 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 Okay. I have no idea. Okay. Listen, if you <laughs> we need some low vision, you, especially <laughs> fusion. If you've used fusion uh, at all, or if you have used uh, Zoom on the Mac with voiceover, or you're comfortable talking about it, much more comfortable than we are, because sometimes people actually listen to what we say. And if I tell right. you something and I don't know what I'm talking about, then I'm telling you wrong stuff. Uh, reach out on Mastodon. Thanks to everybody for reaching out on Mastodon. Uh, it's been interesting and fun. Uh, and not overwhelming so appreciate it or uh, you can email us and we'll give you all those details at the end of the show uh, how you can do that Uh, and Mike's on Facebook too if you want to you know ping him on Facebook Uh, 
When was I on Facebook last? I mean, don't accuse me of that. <laughs> I mean, if somebody were to send a message to you on Facebook, you would probably be alerted somehow, some way. Nope. Nope. Turned off email notifications. Don't have Messenger installed. So, oh, no. Nope. Okay. Well, forget <laughs> I said that. See, this is what I'm saying. So, forget I said that. Uh, never mind. Mastodon or uh, email. And you can email tw at yourownpay.com. That'll work. Uh, for call me or text us if you if, if you have our numbers i'm not giving those away man somebody gave my number out i'm not i'm not annoyed at the person that has the number and i'm not even super annoyed that the person that gave it to him gave it to him but that's the thing that is the reason for so many people who know me that don't know me well you never have had my real phone number is because people do disrespectful things like that because nobody asked me right now. Again, I'm not upset that the person that got my number and called me to ask me a question about AT guy stuff did this because it's perfectly fine. She's a nice lady, but I can see that being a problem if it was somebody that was not a nice lady. Right. Uh, So the person that gave out my number should have sent me a text or something like, hey, is it okay if I give this person your number before you just do that? And that's just courtesy. I don't, you know, that's just courtesy to me. Just like me and Mike, and I don't think we said it on the show, but for anybody listening who does not know that me and Michael Babcock both work part-time at AT Guys, uh, we do. And Michael made a comment, and I don't remember if it was in the show or not, but it was just one of those things that he kind of randomly said offhand that I was like, well, of course not, which is even if somebody tells me that it's okay for me to do it, I would never do it, which is go look into their user account and get their information to contact them outside of AT Guy's business Uh, Yeah, because it's courtesy, right? Giving out somebody's phone number without, unless somebody said, hey, it's fine if you give this number. Because people who have my business number, if you have a number for me that starts in 659, I don't care. That's a business number. I turn it off when I wanna, don't want to take business calls because I'm not working. <laughs> but my personal number, which is an Atlanta number, you're never supposed to give that to people without asking me first. Because that line never gets turned off. Well, thanks to focus mode, sometimes it does get turned off because, you know, the people who really need to get me, they get through even though nobody else can. But just a random observation. Anyway, I like my keyboard, I think. <laughs> that was a long way of saying you like your keyboard, you think? You know? Yeah. It's definitely going to be a, a probably my uh, travel keyboard now. I, I will probably replace the pluggable with this keyboard uh, for traveling for me uh, to go in my personal bag. and I, That way I can leave the pluggable in the demo bag and not have to be like, oh, wait, I forgot to put the pluggable out on the table where people are like where's that keyboard you guys sell um hold on it's in the room because it's in my bag because it's mine all right um, wait did you tell people about this control f6 already oh no i didn't okay, okay so okay hold on hold on i'm gonna lead you into it i just didn't want to be like so mike tell me about control f6 you're like um i did that um, we just had a whole conversation we just had a whole conversation about, about this <laughs> okay uh Shout out to Sir Scout on uh, Mastodon. I may not get to your question today, but we will address it uh, for sure. It's in my notes right now. I just saw it. Here's the reason I just said we may not get to it. (laughs) But Mike shared a tip with me today for uh, some Windows. I'm assuming you were in Windows, Mike, when you were doing this. I was actually on Mac OS when ah. I was uh, learning about this because it was in my email, one of David's email tips that he throws a lot of ah, those around. David Goldfield, right? 
Yeah, and uh, he said, Control F6 will get you back to the main content on a um, browser on a, page. In a browser. Yeah, hold on one moment, though. I'm going to pause for this because for some reason, you're not coming through to the stream. Uh-huh. So um, I don't know if you heard me say, and I apologize, I'm delayed a little bit because I have two of me in my head and one is delayed by about 45 seconds or so. So it's kind of throwing me off a minute. Um, Michael D told me I can't hear Demasi. We can only hear you, Michael. I'm so like, this That's must weird. have been a really weird conversation just hearing your side of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just heard that. So he can hear you in a minute, I think, if my theory is correct. But what happened... Okay, hold on. Whoa. Uh, stop it. All of a sudden, you started talking about auto gain because of the delays. <laughs> so I brought you back. The problem was was that I had opened the session, but I wasn't an edge because I wasn't the one who started the clean feed. Uh, so I clicked the link and it was going to Safari and Safari was being picked up by Audio Hijack. Oh, uh, gosh. But I still heard you because I'm supposed to hear you anyway. So it didn't break my Audio yeah. Hijack when I started it. Yeah, but it wasn't grabbing the audio that you needed it to grab from where you needed it to grab it from yeah. to send it to the stream. That makes sense. So ultimately, you were not even being recorded. Ah, on my backup recording. Ah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Got to figure out a, a prevention for that or just add Safari there, which is probably what I'll do because you can save it and then change the name of the session. But I did not, past me did not think for current me. Well, this was kind of on the fly too because I've been, you've been doing the studio uh, most of the time. So I was like, sure. hey, I'm going to send you a link today and then I'll do this thing. And then there's you know a couple of things I didn't consider like, hey, uh, maybe I should have had Mike walk me through this interface because what is this? I have no idea what is going on anymore. Uh, okay, you were telling So us, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Michael, for letting us know. That must have been really weird for people listening on the live stream, though, <laughs> to only hear your side of the conversation. I mean, talk about Especially disjointed. depending on how long he was listening. <laughs> uh, that's super disjointed there, man. That was a long way to say you like a keyboard. Like, what? What keyboard? There's a keyboard? Who's talking about a keyboard? <laughs> You'll have to tune in to Technically Working yeah, on Monday morning. You'll have to listen to the show now if you're listening to the live stream to find out I about I promise you that was not the intention, but <laughs> it worked that way. <laughs> uh, all right. So David Goldfield, uh, to give credit where credit is due, shared this tip on Control F6. So how does this work? What did you do to, you know, prove this theory of his? And uh, Yeah. Yeah. So the problem to be solved, thanks Allison for that saying, is Trade when I'm Allison in Sheridan. Pod feet. When I am feet. in Microsoft Edge in virtual windows, because admit it or not, we spend 20 plus hours in virtual windows on the Mac. And I've gotten focus moved out of an edit field for example, when a ticket updates, then sometimes my focus jumps over to the address bar. Or if I hit tab and I'm in forms mode and I forget that I'm in forms mode, I end up in the address bar. So there, 
for uh, pressing tab to get me to the edit boxes on the web page takes forever because Microsoft has crammed a lot of stuff into Edge. So if you're at the bottom of a page or you need to get out of that toolbar, pressing Control F6 will move you to the top. of. It looks like to the top of the page. It at least gets you out of that toolbar area and right back to the web page so you can start navigating. So you don't have to tab 20,000 times. So good tip. Because that, that's a little faster than what I do when Focus, either because I pressed a Mac key and Windows picked it up too. So it moves me, you know, like if I do right option M to jump out or right option S to jump out of uh, Windows into Safari on the Mac, it also picks up that option key as Alt or Windows. Wait, which one is it? Yep. Yep, Alt. So now I'm yep. up here in the toolbar thing when I come back. I just press F6. Well, first I hit escape to close the menu, depending on where I'm at. But I've been using just F6 by itself to get back to mm -hmm. the main window. And then I got to navigate around. So that is a handy tip. Especially if it works right like next to like maybe I should set a right option keyboard commander to focus parallels and then just slide my finger over to control uh -huh. and press F6. And that might be a better workflow. Could be. Could I'll have be. to play with that. So remind me to follow up on that. Yeah, let me write that down. But while I'm writing that down, and I am writing it down for real, for real this time, not 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 just you know pretend writing it down. You said F keys as a keyboard commander. So tell me again, and for everybody else listening to, but this is really for my edification. Uh, which keyboard are you using? Which I think I remember. But also tell me, is that a Windows or Mac layout keyboard? Because uh, yeah so i'm using a mx keys from logitech and i'm not sure if it's a windows or mac layout it goes control option command on the bottom left corner but it also has the six pack at the above the arrow keys and i don't know if that's natural to the mac because they only work for me in windows really yeah so the end doesn't work that's um, weird. So on the right side of your space bar, does it go command, option, control again? Yes. Okay, so that's exactly the layout. So you have exactly the layout of the Matthias keyboard that I've been using for a couple of years. Uh, I want to say this. N does not work. Hmm. Command N does, though. I, I use VO, control, home, and N to jump to top and bottom all the time. It's the reason I'm glad it's on this folding keyboard. Uh, I like my Matthias keyboard. It's one of the better keyboards I've had that was Bluetooth. Uh, but I've never had a keyboard where like that little, that the, the little small little raised, you know, kind of half line that's on the J and the F. Mm -hmm. I've never had that go away off of a key before. <laughs> well, it's not on my J key anymore. So that has been causing me no end of problems. <laughs> the number of times I have meant to hit like, I don't know, command comma, and I end up hitting command period or command M or something somewhere is ridiculous. All right, so I did write that down for follow-up. What else we got in here? Nope. And now I'm setting up right option six to open parallel so I can play with this control F6 theory. And we'll follow. Huh, and Mike already has started setting that up. Yeah, because I'm not going to do it when we stop recording until I edit. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I should have did that. Uh, I got to look at a... Uh, what is this display? Orbit 20. Yeah, Orbit 20 plus. Uh, got to see the Orbit Reader 20 plus for the first time. 
it's cool. It's okay. Uh, not for me, though. We'll say that. However, I was uh, mistaken because I thought the reason the 20 plus existed is because they added, um, what are those keys called? Cursor routing keys. No. Nope. That's the only, that's one, one of the major 40. differentiators, the 40s. Ah. So what, what makes it a plus? Um, when Orbit started, it was just a note taker. Um, you didn't have a calculator, you didn't have a calendar, you didn't have a stopwatch. Uh, or, uh, well, oh, I don't, I don't they remember did that if there was a stopwatch. Yeah, but they, they added did that a lot the of 40 that with the 40 and then they bought the plus, the 20 plus to, to have yep. those features. Gotcha. And I think they had an upgrade path for your 20 displays to turn it into a plus. I they think. did. I do remember that. I just didn't remember what the difference was. I, I thought that plus was because they're like, hey, plus, routing key. Guess what? If you Googled it, our uh, table yeah. would pop up. Uh-huh. Well, that's good. We show up top. Surprisingly, it comes, uh, well, for me, it comes up as page one. I don't know if it actually does. You should Google what's the difference in the Orbit 20 and 20 plus. It'll it'll probably come up. Uh, probably because yeah. you're on that side enough. Got to, uh, yeah, exactly right. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's a nice display. I, I My biggest drawback for me personally, and it's a personal thing, but admittedly, if I had to go spend my own money to buy my own Braille display and I really needed it, I would buy the Orbit 20 Plus because simply I couldn't afford to purchase anything else. Uh, you know, that was comparable. So uh, with that being said, if I had an option and, and the money wasn't an issue, or as the case happens to be for me here, I do have a 20 cell display courtesy of the library service. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to use this because it's quieter. The orbit is not as loud as the, or the 20 plus is not as loud as I remember in my mind, the original orbit being, I feel like it was much louder. Uh, I don't know. Cause I never, the first time I saw the orbit was last year, I think. Yep. But I, um, uh, so I didn't see one, but I had somebody that had one that talked to me and let me hear like the sound of it. But I remember the, the the original one being much louder than this is. But my problem is I read Braille too fast. So I will be catching up with the refreshing sometimes. Uh, ah, that, okay. that That's the deal for me. That, that kind of makes it like a nope. If I got an option, um, I wouldn't buy it. Again, if I had to spend my money right now, I could probably get an firm loan to pay for a Orbit 20 Plus. Probably not anything else. What did you... You saw something recently and told me about it. What did you think of the, Mantis, the Braille on the Mantis? Ah, so I didn't actually get to see the Braille on the Mantis, but... If I remember who makes that, uh, that's Hems, right? Or is uh, it Human Work? APH. APH. I think. Now I don't know. Uh, well, you know. If only we could tell. If only there were a way to discover who makes the uh, Mantis Q40. Uh, I actually think it's Hems. Uh, Speaking of Hems, if you go to atguys.com now, you can buy the Sense Player OCR. Yeah, APH. Oh, APH. You're right. You had it nailed. All right, man. Okay. Your memory's better than mine. All right. I quit the show since you're going to remember everything. You just remember how to record all this by yourself, man. You do but that, man. here's the problem. <laughs> now I'm also seeing Humanware makes it. So does Humanware make it and license it to APH? 
Uh, I think it's kind of like what they did with the uh, with the uh, chameleon and the e-reader. Oh, maybe it's just because I see Canada. Yeah, I see it for humanware dis- distribution in Canada. So maybe it's one of those deals where APH is selling it in the U.S. I don't know. But anyway, so I didn't actually get to see the Braille on it, but it feels to me very much like most Braille displays. So I would imagine it's very similar to the uh, e-reader mic for, for you to as far as how that Braille feels, because that's how the sales felt just kind of statically sitting there. Mm-hmm. It was it was not on. And I was more interested in another thing that I saw, uh, which I guess I can tell people. I, yeah, because she had it out on the table. I can tell people I saw it. Uh, I, I was more interested in uh, playing with the. Hmm. I'm reading about the mantis right now. I'm not going to Google it. For you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what it was called. Uh, <laughs> was it the graffiti? No. no, no. Close, close. You're getting close to like where I was. But uh, man, what is that thing called? All right, now I gotta Google it. Uh, let's see. So, A, A P H. Uh, man, I wish I could remember that. Anyway, it's a new thing that's coming out from A P H. It's not released yet. It's like nine lines of Braille, uh, and it shows pictures. You can, in addition to being able to read Braille on it, it will show you pictures. Somebody's gonna remember the name of it. And if you're listening live, you can. Uh, the monarch. Th- yeah, thank you. That was it. Yeah, could not. I don't know why I couldn't get that thought out. Monarch. There we go. I so I was more interested in looking at the monarch and playing around with that, which is pretty cool. Uh, that's about all I can say about it at, at this moment. Yeah. So I didn't like turn on the uh, mantis to. What is up with them naming all of this stuff after things that fly? Or animals, creatures, mantises, and monarchs. they want you to like, fly to the save button. I mean, a monarch is a. Butterfly, a mantis is like there's the praying mantis. Anyway, gotcha. So you didn't get to check it out. Nope. But the well, braille cell. Feel the keys. Yeah, yeah. I got to feel the keys. The keys. I did press on the keys. So the keys feel like a pretty decent keyboard. Uh, I could totally envision myself using that in the way uh, I actually had the same idea independently there when I was looking at it that you shared with me is how you would like to use that device, which is just pair it to your Mac and then use the keyboard to navigate around, and then you got your braille when you want to read something. I was like, oh, I had the same thought when I was looking at it. Right. Uh, I am interested in that. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, it it looks pretty solid. You know, I did pick it up, you know, not overly heavy, feels pretty well built. Uh, So definitely could see a use case for it. Mike, if you did get one and you decided to use it that way, you would have to go buy yourself a Bluetooth number pad or give up your numpad commander, sir. Okay, maybe not worth it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> maybe i'll just get a stationary braille display that's a 40 cell display maybe an orbit 40 and have it sitting in front of my keyboard just i don't i don't like having to put my hands over something to get to my keyboard no. so then again it gets shoved to the back of the desk well so you would kind of sort of be doing that anyway because the braille display is at the bottom so but i, I get you're not reaching over an entirely separate device Right, it, it, but I can move, device. and then it gets in my way because yeah, it's- yeah. Well, I mean, look, the Bluetooth number pad that I have like would totally work on the side of that, and the fact that it has an on-off switch and goes to sleep, uh, and all, I, I think would actually be workable. So, like, I would do that. I I could see myself doing that. Okay, huh. we'll see. 
Because for me, it's kind of like the equivalent of traveling with my laptop and I just take the, the, you know, I've been taking the Bluetooth number pad with me. So I still have my numpad commander because I am more efficient with that. So it's very similar. So I can see you doing it. And just think about the laptop, all of that laptop space at the bottom that your wrist is hanging over. Well, that's Braille display. Be nice to get you two lines right there instead of just one, though. That, that would be <laughs> handy. You know, or I could of, move it to the other side of the keyboard and try it where my hands go up to breathe it. Ah. I've heard people doing oh, that. Oh, yeah, because remember, there was a device. I, I, I'm going to get the name wrong, uh, so don't yell at me on Macedon if you happen to know the correct name. It was either the Braille pen or a refresher Braille, one of those, had your Perkins keyboard at the bottom closer to you, and then the Braille cells were above the uh, Perkins keyboard, so you would reach over the Perkins to read it. So that that's potentially an option there. You should test out your theory, though, by putting your, your reader above your keyboard. Uh, and seeing like how how does that how does that work out? Because that's well, do I need to find a few things for you to follow up on next week? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, man, that's not a follow up for next week, dude. That's just no, try no. Yeah, uh, talk about it on Mastodon when you do it. That's how you bring the social to the podcast, or the podcast to the social. Yeah. You can't just have a social network to have a social or a social presence to have a social presence. You got to be social in that presence. Well, the engagement has been great. Uh, just a little bit that I see, because I know I'm not even really jumping into conversations. You know, people just talk to me, and then they don't get upset when I don't reply to them. So that's nice about Macedon, you know. People don't tweet me like they used to do on Twitter, and then call me because I didn't reply to their tweet. It's like, they what? Will. They will. Nah, they won't. Because they don't have my phone number. <laughs> They'll call you. <laughs> Jeff, I'll block you. <laughs> Jeff has your number. <laughs> no, Jeff will call me. Uh, yeah, does have my yep. number for one. Yeah, Jeff will call me. Jeff doesn't call me as much as I think he ought to. He does call you instead of just calling me. Like Jeff, you can call me. Like you know, I'm not going to yell at you, man. I promise. Did Doug get you to buy anything this week? Nope. So we do not have to come up with a jingle yet. Yeah, we do. We, we got to do that, though. That's a good idea. We do need a jingle for what did Doug make us buy? Or actually, it should if, be what did Doug what what did Doug make me do? Because sometimes Doug doesn't make you buy things. He yes. makes you go and check out a thing. You're like, oh, and then you end up down a rabbit hole. So, uh, all right, we'll put that together. What Doug make me do? Yeah, it needs to have like this whole you know like kind of don't don't rip it off of this because. Disney will come for us, but it's <laughs> kind of like the, the the kind of musical, you know, indication that they used in one of the, if not all of the uh, Alice in Wonderlands when she falls down a rabbit hole, like, because you know, that's what happens with Doug is you end up down a rabbit hole. All right. All right. I'll come up with something. I have some music that I'll borrow from Andre and see what we can come up with. Big shout out to Andre Louis too. He does a lot of good stuff. I have a a whole folder of stuff from him that I have not really used other than just playing around with learning how to incorporate audio with Reaper, but definitely still appreciate it. I know a lot of people in the community do use his his uh his loops and some of his other music creations. So almost all of the music right now on unmute podcasts are from his collection. So he has a wide variety of stuff that he's updating as well. We'll link to him in the show notes. Probably not, but maybe. 
Hey, look, my browser didn't crash, but it's because I didn't close that downloads window that's still open over there. You want to see your recent downloads when you just download something? Don't you know it, man? Okay, I'm going to leave it alone because I almost said a bad word. <laughs> USB-C on this keyboard. Did I mention that? That's amazing. Yeah, you did. That's nice. Man, that everything. Is. Is- can you use it while connected to the computer? But over I, USB-C. Can I connect it to the computer and have it have that be the connection mode? Yes. I'm going to have to get back to you on that because I haven't read the manual yet. Okay. Uh, so I will find out. It wasn't mentioned, but um, I have also seen our pluggable keyboard on pluggable site, and it does not mention that, or at least it didn't right. when I first looked at it either. That That's a feature. Uh, so I will check on that because that will make it even cooler. Then I might tell JJ he does need to sell it. <laughs> That'd be confusing. Why do you guys have three keyboards? Yeah. Well, so, why is this one cheaper than this other one? <laughs> well, because it doesn't fold up. See that folding? That folding is important. Yes, it is. This does look like it has the same exact type of hinges as the pluggable, so I do think it would be reliable. Uh, and there's a Windows and a Mac version, so you know we could we could. I don't know. Add nothing new. Him since player OCR now available. ATGuys.com slash hmm, nobody. Choose under the recent products heading. There's there you Hems go. Look at what's new for the since player. Yep. Uh, does I put the page? Slinger. You know. Just if you want to check that out, I'm sending JJ an invoice. You should send him an invoice from the show. If I sell, and then maybe he'll listen to it because I bet he doesn't listen to it. I, did you see that Joe Steinkamp was in Clubhouse for a little bit? I did not because I'm not looking at Clubhouse. Thank you to everybody that's listening at Clubhouse. So Joe came in. And I think it's Joe, just Tia. And then yeah, Joe, Joe left, left, which yeah. means uh, Joe, Your you don't like my show? Yet, has it? You don't like my show, Joe? All right, Joe. You ain't got to listen to my show. Sorry. Even though I listen to your I podcast. Tia and Bobby years. in Clubhouse. Even though I listen to your show for all these years, you ain't listening to my show. All right, Joe. I got you. It's okay, man. He just wants us to go throw it on blind bargain. Actually, what I need to do is I need to get more consistent with uh, sharing the shows in Dean's on Dean's. Uh, it's not Dean's anymore. On top Dean's, of it belongs to yeah. Aaron and my Aaron. all solutions. Yep. That's a really good. Cause if we, it is, I like it. But if we start submitting stuff to that, then consistently. So maybe with lens Friday, fine, she can go submit that after the episode is live. Got to get systems in place to provide consistency because I will forget someone. Right. I'll go do ours like right after it publishes if I set that up in the routine. But sometimes I publish. So here's where a I got to start back time tracking too. I cannot get into my toggle account, man. Mm. Uh, I haven't but like in timer. I tried to sign in a timer. Like nope. That don't work. I was like, oh, okay, well, let me try this. Nope, that don't work either. Oh, okay, I guess I ain't getting in today. I'm going to go down, download uh, and set up uh, one of these time tracking apps. I'm going to start time tracking that way. Mike, have you gotten on any interest, interesting app betas while you're on 17 that you feel like you could probably mention? No, not that I can mention. Uh, I can mention drafts because he posted that, but I just got on that today, so I haven't played with it. I want to get on Timery, but I haven't looked for it. I did a quick Google search and couldn't find it, so 
then I went and did something else. But I should get into using Timery because I can get into it. But I see where you were going with that. Um, track how much time I'm spending on each show doing what tasks. And maybe that's how I break it Break it down is shows and tasks on those shows. Oh, no, that's not where I was going. It just what I was about to say reminded me of developing the habit of doing a thing, which is time tracking, because uh, I do need to get back into that. Uh, one, because if I don't, I'm not going to get paid in a couple of instances. Like I just basically, well, I'm not going to say basically did some free work. So I did some preliminary investigation and I'm going to provide some advice to someone uh, for free. But it wasn't just all for them. Like I learned things that are going to be beneficial that I can move on with other things with. So it's not like I just did a bunch of free work. It's work that I probably at some point would have got around to doing anyway just due to a few other people's uh, sites who I'm managing. And honestly, most of it really wasn't all that time consuming. But the reason I did not, uh, or I won't be invoicing for that part of it, I'll, I will invoice uh, and make sure I got some kind of time tracking, If I even if I do have to go grab one of these apps out of set app to just track my time. Uh, if, if I'm uh, hired to do the implementation part of, of my suggestions. Uh, but I didn't bill for that at all. Won't be billing for that at all. But okay, I learned some stuff about Cloudflare. So there we go. And apparently somebody's been using a lot of data in Cloudflare. I got nearly half a gig of usage this past month. What what in the world is that? Oh wow. Yeah, right. Yeah, I have I, I really research. Now I gotta go see what's going on because that is high. I'm used to like, oh, you transferred thirty two megabytes of data this month. So yeah, whatever. Yeah. Five hundred and seventy seven points. Actually. Uh, so people getting popular. Somebody. Well, I don't know anybody that's behind Cloudflare at this point, though. Are you? Do you get data usage from my account? Because I know you're able to access my account. Nope. But nobody on your account is behind Cloudflare. Like all your Ah. domains that are in Cloudflare, even the ones I have in Cloud, except for a couple of buckets. Like maybe somebody started. You know, somebody's website is using Cloudflare to. Because you haven't put them in the bunny. Yeah, man, I got to move to the bunny, man. That 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 is my goal as soon as I get a couple of things moving along a little bit more is to do that. So I just renewed. Uh, not going to say unintentionally because I kind of decided to do it anyway. It just popped up on me a little sooner than I expected. Uh, but I did just renew Cloud DNS. So that gives me a month. I'm not going to take that whole month, but that means I can kick that can down the road to the last part of uh, August and do the migration. And what I'll be doing over the time is slowly exporting, like, you know, doing them in batches, exporting the bind uh, records, the bind files with the DNS records out of cloud DNS, importing those into Bunny, making sure everything lays out correctly. Uh, And then I will flip the switches and change my DNS. Oh, and I got to make sure I move everybody. So you'll get probably a couple of emails from me uh, with, hey, this domain that I don't have access to is using, or the 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 name servers for this domain should be changed from NS3 and 4 to NS1 and 2, because you only get two at Bunny. Uh, and I know a couple gotcha. of yours are on NS3, NS4. For anybody not sure what I'm talking about, go back and listen to episode 20, I think, or 21. We're removing DNS. Uh, is uh, what, what we're talking about? Yeah. I think it was 20. Yeah. Let's see. If I go to 20, publish with purpose, people. I think we were closer to 17. See, we could do this all day long. At least I could. 
<laughs> it's not been that long ago, though, that I had this whole conversation. That probably bored most people to death, to be honest. Probably. Well, I don't know. There's a search thing, so I could try that and see what pops up. Chatting WordPress. Do you remember those days? DM32, when we came back, we talked about WordPress. It's like we always talk about WordPress in the past. Anyways, um, do you want to end with the question that we will ponder with and open with on the following Monday, or do you not want to do that? Oh, no, we can do that. We can do that. We can do that. I mean, I acknowledge it. Well, yeah, you acknowledge it. But no, we we can tell people what the question was. So what we are going to be talking about, and listen, if you have other questions for other people listening, uh, because I did see, and I don't have Mona open at the moment, so I can't check the person's name. Uh, but they did join into club deck. So they had joined the room and reposted our post. Thanks to everybody who did repost my post as well, uh, for clubhouse. But, um, so the question we got from a listener on Mastodon, uh, sir scout again, I don't have Mount Mona open, so I can't put all the other stuff that comes after that. But sir scout asked us, how did we get to where we are now with our businesses? And where do we see ourselves going or where do we want to go? Uh, Where do we see ourselves going in the future? So that is the thing we're going to ponder because you probably want a more succinct answer than me or Mike rambling for 15 minutes to try to make a point, which is the reason we're not going to answer it today. But we will answer. We'll be talking about that next week when we come together to do this thing that we call technically working. And stay tuned. Oh, almost alive. forgot. Uh, he's pay on P A Y O W. Oh yeah, yeah. See, so see, so we were gonna wrap up right there. I was done right there because I liked the way that that ended, but and then I realized, <laughs> yeah. like, I just said I was gonna tell people how to talk to us if they wanted to tell us about <laughs> things, and then I never did it. So, uh, yeah, uh, he's pay on P A Y O W N at unmute dot community. Uh, no, don't put .com after the community. Nope, it's just .community. This is how it works now. Yes. And I'm Damasi, D-A-M-A-S-H-E, at unmute.community on the Mastodon. And Mike, what's the email address? People can send their feedback. at your... Go ahead. No, that people can send their feedback to. TW at your own pay.com right now. And if you're listening live on IACast, stay tuned for programmatic with Michael and Taylor shortly. So throw that in there. All right. Well, we appreciate everybody for listening. Whether you're alive or not, we appreciate you listening. Tell a friend. Yes. Or, and, or and here's another thing. Enjoy both of our conversation, our sides of the conversation. If you're helping uh, somebody out with something on their phone, just go subscribe them to the podcast anyway. They'll love it. They'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're off. <laughs> that move is also trademarked. Alice, Alice and Sheridan at Podfeet. You know, Better keep that in the recording. <laughs> exactly. 
Did you know on the Unmute Podcast Network, every Friday, Lynn sits down and chats about three tech news stories that caught her attention over the last week. If you're interested in a quick recap of stories you may not have heard, check out Friday Finds with Lynn every Friday. Find Unmute in your favorite podcast app and send us an email to feedback at unmute.show with stories you think Lynn should check out. Stay abreast with this week's news updates.